the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm honored. Today is Tuesday, June the 29th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 29, 1927, the first Trans-Pacific airplane flight was completed. The Bird of Paradise, an Atlantic Fokker C-2, flew 2,400 miles from Oakland to Hawaii in 25 hours and 50 minutes. I've flown across the Pacific a lot of times in missionary work in the past, and um, it's a long flight, but I've never had one that took 25 hours and 50 minutes. Some of them felt like they were that long, but this was the first. Today in 1520, Montezuma II, the ninth and last emperor of the Aztecs, he died. The circumstances around his death, though, were unclear. Some say he was killed by his own subjects, others by the Spanish. Today in 1613, London's original Globe Theatre, many of Shakespeare's plays were performed there. It was destroyed by fire. A cannon, they used a, a, an actual cannon, I guess. They didn't have a, it didn't have a ball in it, but it had the powder. And they shot this cannon during a performance of Henry VIII and burnt the place down. <clears throat> they probably didn't do that anymore after they rebuilt it or replaced it. Today in 1767, Britain approved the Townsend Revenue Act. It imposed import duties on glass, paint, oil, lead, paper, and tea shipped to the American colonies. The colonists bitterly protested, prompted Parliament to repeal the duties. They backed off, except for the tea. We know that that led to the Boston Tea Party. Today in 1776, the Virginia State Constitution was adopted. Patrick Henry was made governor. Today in 2009, financier Bernie Madoff received a 150-year sentence for his multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme, his fraud. Madoff died, as you may remember, it was in the news. He died in April of this year in prison. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama was in a meeting in Ottawa. He pushed back forcefully. He was there with Mexico, Canada, and other nations. He pushed back forcefully against GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump. He said he's an isolationist and he's anti-immigrant. One year ago today, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said he had a plan. He was going to conform to the people in the streets, the rioters. He had a plan to cut the city police department budget by $1 billion. That was one year ago today. That announcement came just a week after a defund the police protest became a full-blown occupation outside his city hall. The city council would approve a plan to shift $1 billion from policing to education and social services in the coming year. That has, was one year ago 
today. Today, there is a Democrat primary, a Democrat primary election taking place in New York. And Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, both both Democrats, he and the person he's running against, He's a former uh, New York Police Department officer. I don't know why any New York Police Department officer would be a Democrat, but he is. He's running against this Maya Wiley. She is handpicked by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And she is so popular and so famous and so influential that she thought whoever she picked would become, of course, the Democratic nominee for this position. Well, 82% are reporting in this mayoral primary, and Adams is leading by nine points over Ocasio-Cortez's choice. One of the reasons that Adams is leading in 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 the count is because people in New York City saw what de Blasio did one year ago today, in fact, and they know what has happened to crime rates since then. Eric Adams is promising to take a tough approach, and he is not going to defund the police and so on and so forth. So he's taking basically a Republican stand as a Democrat, and he's saying that the police are important and blah, blah, blah. So while he's uttering this, which is absolutely contradictory to the Democratic Party, he's leading this hand-picked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez choice by nine points in this New York uh, primary election. Now the Democrats are becoming so aware that that was a huge mistake politically, and it was, but more so just, I mean, we live in a real world and communities need police officers. I mean, that's pretty basic. A five-year-old can understand that. Now the Democrats are beginning to tell the press and the people, the public, that it was actually the Republicans that wanted to defund the police. Now, I'm not here to defend the Republicans. If you listen to this program regularly, you know that's not where I'm coming from. I am a Republican, but I'm not here to defend them. Um, But they certainly more closely align with my personal beliefs than the Democrat Party does, I'll tell you for sure. So they're now saying that it was the Republicans who, who actually tried to defund the police and the reason they're using that Saki, that press secretary that you see in the news, if you watch the news at all, she's on there every day and she's represents the White House, Joe Biden. And uh, she was just going off yesterday about this and saying, no, 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 it's not the Democrats that want to defund the police. It's the Republicans. And the reason they're giving, and this is not an isolated incident, it's all over the place. And you'll, you'll hear this soon that, oh, the Republicans have created this horrible crime in America because they, they voted to defund the police. And they didn't. The reason they're using, here's the logic behind what they're saying, when they're called out on it, 
Chris Wallace on Fox um, television on Fox News on Sunday, he joined with the chorus. And he said, well, it, a case can be made that there, it was the Republicans who defunded this. I can't believe Fox has him on there, but that's a different topic. But anyway, the, the case they're making is that President Biden presented his $1.9 trillion uh, bill, you know, kind of the, the stimulus bill, and the Republicans didn't vote for it. But the Democrats got it passed anyway, and because they're in power and they have a very slim but a majority. And so they got this passed. In that $1.9 trillion bill that paid for, I mean, it fleshed the pockets of every liberal on the planet, I think. But in that bill, there was $350 billion for state and local and tribal governments. Okay? So some of the local governments and some of the tribal governments did not agree with defunding the police. And so they took the money that of the $1.9 trillion, the $350 billion that was allotted to them, they took the money and increased or sort of undergirded their police force. I mean, if it was a town of, you know, six police officers, maybe they hired another one or whatever. So there were some communities across the country and some cities that took the money and they used it for police uh, to, you know, to shore up the police department in some in various ways. So now the Democrats have gotten a hold of that and said, see, we support the police and the Republicans do not. That's how deceptive the world we live in is. And that conversation is going on as we speak. I mean, like today. And it's all over the place. And if you pay attention to the news, and I know some of you don't, and that's not a bad idea because it's just so convoluted. It's so misleading. It is so um, deceptive. And it's become so just blatantly so. I mean, there's just no pretense to tell the truth. That's what's happening out there as we speak. Yesterday, I talked about China and about how they're manipulating through our corporations, Nike and others, how they're manipulating really our social construct here in America. They have a far more influence than most people understand. And, and there were people who certainly agreed with me who were listening yesterday. Um, and I think most of us are aware of that, but it is so deeply embedded. Well, while we were talking about that on this program yesterday, uh, the same day, and I had not heard this but I it, until later, but on Fox News prime time, um, yesterday, Senator Tom Cotton, he's a, a Republican, a, really a good guy he's from Arkansas. He's served in the military. He's very extremely well-versed. I'm not sure what his educational background is or, or what he did before he was in the military, but he, he's a brilliant guy. He really slammed the corporations that are led by these what he called woke, and that's a word that's used often now, CEOs that seem to apply a double standard to the U.S. domestic politics and China's human rights abuses. He really went off on this. And he said some of the things that we were talking about here on this program probably said them better, but he talked about Nike. He said, told the the press, the interview, he said, 
I guess Nike's attitude towards genocide in China is just do it. That's, of course, their famous slogan. He said, uh, Nike CEO is just another example of what I call China lobby. He said all of the woke CEOs, the big Hollywood movie studios, the university presidents who depend on <clears throat> full freight Chinese students coming to their campuses, the lobby firms in Washington, the news networks that are either owned by or affiliate affiliate with those Hollywood studios needing access to the Chinese market, they all lobby in effect on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. He said, let's remember, too, that those woke CEOs saddled their high horse and ride it hard in America. You talk about Nike with Colin Kaepernick, but when they get to China, they kowtow before the powers that be, and they never bring up anything like China's genocide against its own people or crushing Hong Kong's autonomy or unleashing this plague in the United States. All they care about in China is money. Well, that's what we were talking about yesterday on this program, and it um, it resonates because it's true, and we should be aware and not concerned necessarily because God is in control, but we need to be aware, alert, discerning, vigilant, all of that, because we live in very, very, very complex times and very, very deceptive times. But God is not the author of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. And the more we keep our eyes focused on the Lord, there's an old song we used to sing, at least in the church I grew up in, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I, I don't know if you've sang that in the past in your church growing up or if you're aware of it, but those kinds of songs directed people and those kinds of thoughts and worship expressions directed people to look more into the face of the Lord. And the more we follow the Lord and his word, his word is the absolute truth. It is infallible. It is inerrant. It is eternal. How can you lose with that? The more we turn our eyes and attention on the Lord and on his word, and look at the culture in which we live. We just cannot hide our eyes. We cannot say, I'm so overwhelmed by what's going on in our... I just, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to know what's going on. Yes, you do. You've got to know. God wants you to know what's going on. God doesn't want uninformed followers of Jesus Christ. He wants us to be informed, but not be overcome or overwhelmed. Because God is in the storm. God is in the fire. God is in the circumstances. And God is in these circumstances. And God is in control. Never, ever forget that. But we live in a decaying society in America because sin always destroys and decays. A Tacoma school is now pushing back and they're saying, well, we this was an accident. We didn't mean to do it. Tacoma School has put out a flyer that's promoting abortion without parental consent and a whole bunch of other stuff. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. And you say, well, Gary, I don't have any kids in a Tacoma, Washington school. 
Yeah, but you may have kids and grandkids in another school, and if it's a public government-run school, you need to be aware and need to be informed. Earlier this month, there was a flyer that was sent home with this Tacoma, Washington, 8th graders class telling these 11-year-old kids, our youngest granddaughters about that age, telling these 8th graders, 11-year-old kids, they could have sex as long as the partner is no older than 13, legally. The flyer also noted that the kids could get an abortion at any age and they could, do not need to get permission from a parent or a guardian. The flyer also told the kids that they did not need parental consent to get birth control, HIV, or STD testing. What's going on at Stewart Middle School in Tacoma? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going on, but I also want to turn the light on a, a larger issue that we have in America. The parents in Tacoma, Washington, as you can imagine, were furious. Boy, I would have been. I am, and I don't have any kids or grandkids there, I, but I, it, it's infuriating. But they were furious to find out that a teacher had distributed a flyer to eighth graders outlining their rights to having an abortion without parental consent and a whole bunch of other stuff. I uh, wrote an article on this today at faithandfreedom.us. And if you go to our website, you'll the first thing you'll see is today's article. I write one every weekday. And I have for a number of years. It's, it's widely read. In fact, it's read in, I don't know, it varies report to report each month. But 30, 40 different countries. I mean, people read it, mostly English speaking. There are some in Russia, I noticed, that read this. They're probably obviously English speaking. But it's widely read. And I would encourage you to read it because I put, I always source what we're talking about and I give links to the sources. In this case, I put a copy of this flyer that these kids got in Tacoma in the article. So you can look at it yourself and see it. I mean, it's unbelievable that this would even be in the school, much less passed out to these kids. Anyway, Anyway, the students received this flyer during a science class. It further tells the kids that they can receive birth control, condoms, HIV, all kinds of testing. Other disturbing details on this flyer emphasized that it's not a crime if you are 11, reading right from this flyer, if you are 11 and have sex with someone two years older or less, that's not illegal. It's not a crime. If you are 12 to 13 and have sex with someone who is three years older or less, that's not a crime. If you are 14 or 15 and have sex with someone who is four years older or less, that's not a crime. The flyer also is encouraging sexting. And it advertised that condoms and emergency contraception can be obtained at any age if you just ask for it. As you can imagine, these angry parents contacted the school administrators in their school. Some of them contacted the Tacoma Public Schools, the office there. They were upset about this flyer, obviously. Some of the kids brought it home and showed it to their parents. Some of them probably didn't. They probably were afraid to show it to their parents or, or didn't want to, whatever the case would be. But the answer seems to be as troubling as the flyer. And I'm going to tell you what the excuse of the school, the local and the school district was. But I don't know about you. Maybe there's, there's a lot that probably I don't know about this. I mean, I don't live there. 
but the people who do may know more about it, or if you have a child in this school, in this particular class. But the answers or the responses were more troubling to me than even this thing existing in a public school classroom in the first place. Eric Hogan is the assistant director of secondary education at Tacoma Public Schools. He wrote a letter. I put a copy of his letter in the article that I wrote today as well. He wrote a letter saying the flyer was not intended to be sent home with the students and it was not intended to be part of the curriculum. As I said, I put a copy of the letter there from Tacoma Public Schools. It was written on uh, June 17th, which is, what, about 10 days ago, a little more than that, 11, 12 days ago. It says, Dear Your Name, thank you for sharing your concerns. <laughs> I would say concerns is an understatement. But your concerns regarding a flyer sent home with eighth grade students in science class at Stewart Middle School, the flyer is not part of our curriculum and should not have been sent home with students. We've checked with our other middle schools and this flyer was only distributed to Stewart students. And this guy uh, goes on, on and on and, and explains what the deal is. But after an investigation, he says, Quote, previously, Planned Parenthood taught within our schools and supplied the flyer. This is all in that letter. Supplied the flyer, which was distributed to students. We discovered a binder of curriculum materials was left behind for an incoming teacher to use for this year, and the flyer was in the binder. Hogan added that the teacher did not realize that the flyer was not approved and that the correctional action had been taken against the employee. Hogan added that Planned Parenthood was no longer giving presentations within their schools. The director apologized, and he noted that unapproved curriculum had been removed and faculty had been instructed on what was included in approved material. I had some questions after I read his answers. I hope you did too, If certainly if you're parents, and we have listeners in Tacoma, we we have people who support our ministry there. And by the way, thank you to all of you who support this ministry. We just wouldn't be here without you. I mean, ob that's obvious, but I'm acutely aware of that. I feel very called to do what we're doing here. I feel the Lord has really led me to do this, but I couldn't do it without your support. And you're standing with us, and I, I really want to thank you for it. And if you're listening and you listen regularly and you see value in what we're doing, you don't support us, please pray about joining with us. We need your help. We need your support, your financial support, your prayer support. We need that. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. But why do we need Planned Parenthood teaching in our government-run, taxpayer-funded schools in the first place? A follow-up question to that could be, are the LGBTQ advocates teaching in this school or other of our public schools gaslighting our children about what gender they really are? Is the LGBTQ providing materials to this school and other schools? I can tell you the answer, yes, to other some schools. I don't know about this particular school, but yeah, they're supplying all of this stuff. Schools are always broke. It doesn't matter how much money they're given. They're always broke, public schools. And so they're always ready for somebody to step up and help them. 
Well, it's kind of like the government's telling us they're going to help us when they show up. Ronald Reagan made a statement about that, as you recall. But they're always stepping up. The LGBTQ people, the Planned Parenthood people, they've got millions of dollars. They step up and say, hey, we'll help you. We'll provide teachers for you. We'll provide materials for you. We'll provide your sex ed, your mandated sex ed materials. Of course they're in the schools. So why are we allowing this in the first place? Why did this kind of a flyer that enraged the parents seem normal to an incoming teacher who gave it to the kids without even a question? I'm not, I'm not accusing the teacher. I don't know who it was. And I've said before, we have teachers in public school or public university in our family who teach very close to me in my family. I know there are good teachers and both are very godly women. But I will tell you that the godly men and women who are teaching in our classes are not controlling the environment. And they will be the first to tell you that. So why would this teacher not even question this? Is it that commonplace in our educational system? Is this type of information normal in our kids' classrooms, so much so that an incoming teacher would say, oh, I better get this out to the kids? So is this normal in the classroom and accountability is only applied when the school or schools are caught in the act by the parents? Is the school's response to merely punish someone like they punished this teacher, according to Hogan, because the teacher created a problem rather than to be sure that there's none of this kind of material floating around the school or being used in the classroom? I mean, what what motivated them to punish the teacher? Because she got caught? Because this stuff made it into the homes? I constantly, in my research, I constantly read stories. And I see where schools are purposefully, purposely engineering their indoctrination to cut parents out of the loop. And parents have to either, just by good fortune or by a lot of vigilance, find out what's really going on in their classrooms in public schools. I'll tell you, Planned Parenthood is the face of evil. But this is an isolated incident, right? I wish it were. Informed parents of Washington have objected to early sexualization of children in curriculum, thankfully, and others are as well. This graphic material, they've warned of the possibility of grooming children for early sexual experiences. These people don't care about your children. The people that are supplying this, Planned Parenthood, the LGBTQ, they don't care. They do care about indoctrinating your children. Remember in the last election cycle, Washington state voters approved Referendum 90, a graphic statewide sex ed curriculum that created and endorsed by Planned Parenthood and other radical type organizations. Last November, Q13 TV in Seattle, the Fox affiliate, they began their report on the passage of uh, Referendum 40 with this, quote, Washington state voters approved a sex ed referendum allowing Democrats wide ranging mandate for public schools to stand and take effect later this year. We should also remember the free the pill campaign which attempted to allow children to get over-the-counter birth control pills. Reportedly, children as young as 11 for some of their studies. How many times have you heard these stories? 
that end with an apology and a promise to never let this happen again. Parents, you need to be involved. You need to be run for school board, whatever, but you need to be involved and you need to be informed in what's going on in the public school classroom. Thank you so much for being with me today. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow.